0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hey, today we're talking with my good friend Adam from uh, Texas. He's an incredible leader. And we're talking about uh, how to build the right culture In your church? How do you get the right kind of culture that you want in your church and everybody moving in the same direction? Are there things that we can do to make that happen? And once we do that, man, to enjoy the power of culture, it's an incredible conversation. I hope you enjoy the podcast. How can I help you today, Adam? Man, what's on your mind? Uh Well, hey,
1: you know what? I am moving from a very different location. Being in rural Minnesota, doing ministry there for the last 20 years is much different than doing it in Austin, Texas. And yeah. I, I think culture is just a very important thing to understand. Right. I think the, the things I did in the past is much differently than what I'm going to do here, what works. And, and so I guess really my question is, is what do you do? Like, how are you studying and assessing the current culture that you're leading? And I think this could be a multi-tier, like whether it's a group and staff, church, mm-hmm. your community, uh, how do you really study and assess culture?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question because I think that you're really, when you're dealing with culture, you're dealing with two sides of culture. You're dealing with the culture that you're creating and you're dealing with the culture that's already there. Yes, and you have two different cultures that are happening in the same in the same rooftop uh, in the same church, same city, if you will. Because you're trying to say we're creating a culture here, uh, and they're they're in a different there's a different type of a culture. I, uh, culture by definition is a set of attitudes and behaviors. So, I I think sometimes that you you have to realize that. When you're looking at a certain city, there is a culture that is about them that is different. The way that they dress, uh, uh, whether they're late, whether they're on time, that's behavior. Um, How they respond to offenses, that's behavior. Uh, How they deal with conflict typically in that community or that city, that area, that's behavior. Um, What we're trying to do is I think it's important to separate that we're really trying to move them towards a – set of standard of, of Christian living and behavior that we're trying to move them towards. Uh, and knowing, I think, the difference is really important, um, that you're you're actually moving people towards how do we be Christ-like, how do we respond, how do we deal with conflict, how do we... Like all the different things that we're trying to move people towards. I think above anything else, uh, and this is going to sound a little super spiritual, but above anything else, you got to lead with the Bible. That's because... Good. I literally have coached people in New York, California, everything in between. Uh, I've coached multiple times in other countries, uh, and what I what I've what I've learned is there is a culture. Like I was coaching a group in Africa, a group of pastors in Africa for a year, like ten guys on a call, you know, and they're African and they're from Africa. It's I mean the culture, and so I say I don't understand your culture, how you would date, how you wouldn't date. You know, <clears throat> is it polite to, you know, visit someone's home? What time do you leave that home? You know, like little nuances. But what I did, Adam, is I I focused, first of all, I said, but as leaders, here's what Jesus wants us to be regardless of the culture we're in. As believers, here's what Jesus wants us to be regardless of the culture we're in. So I'm not trying to change your culture. Your culture is your culture. Like the in Africa, that where I was did that, did that coaching for, I remember visiting there and it's very normal, not a sexual thing at all, but very normal for men to hold hands while they're walking. It's just a sign of friendship. In our culture, that's not, that's different, but in there it's different. So it's okay, but we're not touching all of those things. We're leading with, okay, as leaders, what is the standard? What is the, what is the behavior, the values that we're going to live by? And then as believers, what are the values that we're going to live by? And so I think it's important to say, to identify, and I do this often. I'll say, hey, I don't get your culture. I'm in Oklahoma going, I don't understand your culture. I live, I've lived in California all my life. Okay, But I do know as leaders, here's what works and what God desires for us to be. I do know as believers, here's what works in God, God's. Now, I'm not trying to change your culture. Be who you are. In your style, in your feel, and your vibe. And I think really you're separating the word culture and values. Hmm. You really are. Because culture is just like, okay, you hold hands as men. Well, okay, you do in some cultures, you don't in others. You know, just it's it's a different sign in different cultures. But that's not what we're working with. What I'm working with is Let's talk about the values of leadership that regardless of what part you're on the planet or values of Christianity that we have to live by. That shapes Mm. our attitude and behavior. So I think it's important to separate and understand that we're really not separating culture. We're really separating values.
1: You know, that's really, really good. Um, And uh, I, I think with my second question on that is, uh, obviously I, I think location impacts culture, but do you see how time just generations can impact culture or in this case, but maybe it says perhaps values. And so um, what are some trends that you're seeing both good and bad of how, like maybe this next generation coming up, like Generation Z has a mm-hmm. change in culture or maybe even just a change in values. And then how, as
0: a, as a pastor, as a leader, how we respond to that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, well, I would say uh, the. The change of culture, um, I would describe things like authenticity. Uh, I think the next generation wants to see incredible authenticity. Uh, I don't think they, I think they actually care more, which is a value about what the church does Monday through Saturday, more than an older culture. I think the older culture is hey, Sunday we dress up, Mm -hmm. we go to church, we have lunch afterwards, we take a nap, we watch football. Like there's this thing that's been going on forever and that's shifting. You know, you go baby boomer, baby buster, you just start going down and now you go into the Gen Z. And I do think that's a positive. Um, I do think that there's a culture change of authenticity. Authenticity Mm -hmm. is important, transparency is important. I think the second part that's important to realize is there is a change of what happens Monday through Saturday is also important for the church. One other thing I think is real important, and uh, my friend Matt Keller was talking about this on our recent Church Boom University call that we have um, through our Church Boom University members. He was saying, you also need to realize that you're fighting against TikTok theology. And he said, we think about social media and now... How many hours is a person spending on social media hearing other people's values, hearing other people's opinions, hearing other people's thoughts on politics, sexuality, all that stuff? You're hearing it Monday through Saturday, and then we get 30 minutes. Hmm. Do they have 30 minutes before they even get out of bed looking at social media? And so there is a – we have to understand and know that there is a – we used to think it was TV and it is way back in the day before social media was like TV and movies are shaping you. It's like, yeah, when you watch it, but but you have social media in your hand, every stoplight, every waiting room at a hospital, in between classes at a college student. They are constantly on this thing, hours a day, shaping their opinion on politics, sexuality, you know all woke all the other different crazy things that go on in our world and all the different things that are tiktok theology and now hmm. we get them for a half hour and we're like jesus and we're pointing to this out i think we need to understand that and that is a i don't know if i have the answer but i think that's a reality and i think one that's of the true. jobs of a leader obviously is to define reality that's a reality that they're getting 45 hours a week of this funny term tiktok theology and we're we're getting, we're getting them for 30 minutes Oh. And I think that's a battle there that we have to be uh, realistic about.
1: Chris, I think that's an interesting thing, uh, that TikTok theology um, and, and just authenticity. I think we live in a generation that is very much struggling with authenticity just because we have AI. We have all these different things that can... You know, is this is this a real person I'm actually talking to? Um, and so, yeah, I do think authenticity is really great. And then, going back to something else you said of just you know sharing and preaching the Bible, that word transcends. I think all of those. I think it transcends obviously culture, and it really you know speaks to uh, values. Well, I think in order to really multiply what we can do uh, to mm-hmm. impact culture, I mean, all these are just kind of on on that topic of culture. How do you train leaders? I think you shared with me once, of uh, you know, the average church in America is about 75 people. I could be totally wrong on that. Uh, but the average person that someone can lead in the workforce is about 75 people. So how do, you, how do you raise up more leaders within your church? How do you train leaders? How do you create leaders of leaders? And these are discussions that I've kind of had on and off with you, but I'm, I'm still working on yeah. that template of trying to figure that out to really yeah. impact culture or impact value.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, let me back up just a little bit and answer, kind of put one more little sentence at the end of the first conversation. One of the things that when it was like coming out of the pandemic, um, we were coming out of the pandemic. I was speaking regularly at one of our campuses, and um, and we're coming out of the pandemic. People are starting to come back. Uh, California was shut down almost a full year. I think we're just three weeks shy of a full year. So that's a long time to be without church, probably more than anywhere in the United States or least at the top when we came back there was there was intense you know there was riots going on there was Mm -hmm. you know political stuff there was a race going on democrat and republican all this Mm -hmm. stuff and opinions about you know everything i mean in the last two or three years this has vastly changed coming out of the pandemic our whole society anyway i say all that to say i remember talking just Mm -hmm. having a real honest conversation i pulled up a chair sitting at one of our campuses and just said some of you in here Republicans. Some of you Democrats. Some of you think it's okay to be this, not okay to be that. Some of you think fine about this, not fine about that, whether it's sexuality, politics, or whatever. You've got opinions, and I bet there's a lot of them in this room. But there's one thing we have to agree on. Something, whether it's TikTok theology, Democrat, Republican, this party, that party, this issue, that issue, this sexual identity, whatever, something has to be the final authority in your life. Something's Mm got to be. Can't be five different things. Can't be some flawed opinion of a man or anybody. No matter how great a president is, doesn't matter. What's going to be the final authority in your life? And I'm telling you, when I beat that drum, I I like that drum because it works no matter what. I don't think you can argue with it too much. Uh, It makes sense. Why would we let anything be a final word in our life? except for let's just let's just all agree mm-hmm. you're a democrat you're republican you agree with this you disagree with that you think that lifestyle is fine you don't think that lifestyle is fine okay great but let's just take the bible pretend this is the bible <laughs> and just say but we're going to live under this whatever it says that's the final word that's good whatever it says and we'll go with that and i think the more we beat that drum the better so that's that on that but now to the <clears throat> to the leadership topic i do think that um I was just with a church yesterday, and so awesome watching the pastor and the executive pastor, they've been relentless, Adam, for about the last eight, nine months. I mean, like, (laughs) relentless on developing leaders. I mean, at a really amazing level they've never been at before. They got the leadership circles going. They've got multiple circles going. They They have probably, you know, I don't know a lot of people in leadership circles. Then they put together this, you know, uh, uh, what I uh, like an intern thing, but even for people in their thirties and forties, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, and I helped them shape that. And then they started, hmm. they started that. And then they started this. And, and it's like, that has become, I, I don't know I call it. Number one, but it's definitely coming in the top three wow. at a level that is really high. Ironically, Their missions department financials have doubled, doubled in one year. Their giving is way up. Their attendance is way up. Uh, Their their uh, first time guest has almost tripled every week in the last six months. Wow! And there's all music's still the same. Worship leaders still the same. The pastor's preaching this. You know, I mean, he's not that much better than he was six months ago. What's changed? What's changed is they've developed leaders. And they've Mm -hmm. made it a monster priority because leaders, leaders are what? They're influencers. Mm -hmm. And when you raise up leaders, it's not only do I have people to run these departments, I have massive people that are carrying the culture of our church through leadership. So culture is always carried by at four levels. You know, you know, you embrace, you defend and you multiply. When you raise up leaders, they're not just knowing and embracing they're defending and multiplying that's what changes there is this invisible traction that takes place invisible momentum that takes place with leaders that are in the same uh, that are on the same boat so yeah we raise up leaders you know the path the leadership ladder we've taught it and I've taught it in, through our church boom university you know you, you know, it goes to church volunteers leader leadership circles leadership apprenticing Okay, I, I know we know how to do that. I know you, you know how to do that as a leader. But doing that more often, doing that consistently, leadership mm-hmm. circles, getting people together, five guys, go through a book together. When you're done with that book, try another book, spin off six more groups. You know, in a church of 500, get 20 groups going that are all leadership circles. Start apprentice, Everybody's apprenticing one person. The worship leader has one to two worship leaders behind them. The children, Like you're raising this thing up. Most people just think, ah, now I got people to run all these things. That's true, but there's a that's a visible momentum. The invisible momentum is that you've just taken a large group of your people over the last several months, like this church I mentioned, they took them from know and embrace to defend and multiply. And once they move to defend and multiply, you're not the only carrier of the culture. So take a church of, I don't know, 500, and they've got, I don't know, whatever, 30, 40, 50 people in leadership circles. Instead of the pastor and maybe two other people at the carrier, they got 40 or 50 people. Well, no wonder the giving's going up. Mm -hmm. No wonder the invite culture's going up. No wonder their attendance is going through the roof. Because you have more than one or two warriors on the front line. You now have truly 40, 50, 60, 70 people that are carriers of the culture. Mm -hmm. So they're defending and multiplying. So I think what you're doing is good. Let's keep adding to that. Let's keep growing that. Let's make sure that spreads. Let's look across for every 100 people. Man, we've got 15, 20 people inside of a leadership circle. You multiply that out, oh, yeah, you'll have lots of leaders, which is important. You add more campuses, all the practical things that, you know, we could all think of. You're a smart leader. But what's invisible is now they're defending and multiplying. You have more carriers of the culture, and that makes all the difference. Wow. So, yeah.
1: No, that was really good. I, I want to make sure I wrote that down because I know some people listen to podcasts like me at two yeah. times speed because uh, they're just they're great <laughs> listeners. Uh, but yeah. that four levels of culture, if I got that right, uh, to know, to embrace, to defend, and to multiply. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Yep.
0: Yep. And you, you probably, in a normal church, let's just use the number 500, whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, you got the pastor. You got a, you know, you got a few people that are carriers. Then you got leaders, you know, that whole, you know, you get managers with leadership titles. It's mm-hmm. more than that. It's, it's, it's when you get a larger group of people moving from knowing and embracing everybody at your church is probably, I mean, not everybody, but a large portion know what you're trying to do. They probably embrace it. They're not fighting it, but to defend and multiply, um, right. probably not most people, uh, definitely on the, not the multiply level, but when you invest in them, when you do leadership circles, when you apprentice them, the DNA starts tr- trans- transferring over to them, and now they become carriers of the culture. That's really good. That's the objective.
1: I, I had a mentor of mine, he said, you know, anything you learn, give them credit for the person that taught you at least a few times, and after a while, it's, it becomes your own. That That's phenomenal. I really like that, the levels of culture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're going to take it to your own? You can put it in your new book? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'll give you credit a couple times. Yeah, yeah. People are like, man, Adam, that was just genius. Well, you know, it came to me one night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hey man, I, I, uh, I I've got another call I got to do, and uh, and I don't know if you had any more questions. I apologize, but oh, but uh, I've got another one I got to jump on. But man, this was good. I loved your questions about culture. I love the question about that issue of like, what do we do with culture and separating the cultures and values? Man, these are high level yes. questions. Man, I yeah, appreciate those. That. Those are and, wonderful. Yeah, you did awesome. That's awesome. Love the question. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for everything you do, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Fly on the Wall podcast. We hope today's episode provided you with some practical steps to lead your church to the next level. If you found this episode helpful, take a moment to leave us a review and share it with others. Remember, when the pastor grows, the church grows, and we grow pastors. We love you. We're your raving fans, and we are cheering you on. See you next week.